to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Donuts podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. I don't really tweet as much. A friend of mine asked me the other day, do you tweet anymore? Because I think I used to do really funny tweets, but I don't know. Having a baby has made me, has just taken the edge off. <laughs> I can't be as sarcastic anymore, but I have, I do have a lot of new baby material. I have to say, that's where my sense of humor has gone into just making up jokes about fucking babies because... Uh, if you've had a, ever had a baby, you know there's a lot of material there. Um, but I just don't tweet that stuff out because I don't know. I don't think a lot of people can relate. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I got on that topic. But what? Uh, oh yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. But I don't really tweet that much. But you could read my old tweets; they were funny. Um, if you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. Uh, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I like to talk to all kinds of people with all kinds of problems or people who have interesting lifestyles or secret lifestyles, you know, all that kind of stuff. Today I have on a part two of uh, a guy who was on my show before. He's not strictly anonymous on my show. He's, uh, I don't, he wasn't really a listener. What he is is a, a host of his own very successful podcast called The Man Whore Podcast. It's a show where he talks to all of his exes about his sexual escapades. And before I spoke with him, I was like, how many episodes can you get out of that? But then after I spoke with him, and you could hear a lot about this on his on his first episode on my show, um, I found out that this guy is really super open-minded and he's done a lot of really interesting things, sexually speaking, and he has hooked up with a lot of people. So he has a lot of interesting stuff going on on his show. He came on my show a second time because I thought I cock-blocked a lot of his SEX stories because that's what I do. I always try to go deep with people because I don't really care so much about the sex stories, but I think my listeners probably do. Um, so I was like, come back on and tell more stories, right? And we'll just focus on that. But that didn't happen. We get on a call and... I don't know. I think maybe I put him on the defensive. Uh, me and him are a little bit, if you've ever listened to that show with me and Joe DeRosa, <laughs> that infamous argument I had with him, he's uh, tends to be maybe that kind of personality. We're like oil and water. We don't get along. And I don't think it's a, I'm right, he's wrong, he's right, I'm wrong kind of a thing. I think it's a personality co- like conflict kind of thing. I think we kind of clash. I think I insult him when I don't mean to insult him. And I think he's defensive when he's just probably, you know, finds me rude. Um, But like I said, I don't think anyone's right or wrong. We're just different people. So we do argue a lot on this podcast. But I think it's interesting because, uh, you know, whenever you listen to a good debate, you could sort of take your side. You know, you might think I'm a bitch or he's a baby or vice versa. You know, I don't know. I haven't edited the podcast yet and we taped it a while ago, but I do remember that we kind of fought about a couple things. Um, But I like a good debate. I don't know that he did so much, um, but I still think it's an enjoyable podcast. We do get to some really good personal stories about 
um, him. I do still want to promote his podcast, which is really great. It's called the Man Whore Podcast. I really appreciate him coming on my show. Um, and I hope that not only him, but you enjoy this episode. So I'll be right back on f- with Billy from the Man Whore Podcast. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Okay, hey, um... Welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast, Man Whore. What am I calling you again? Billy, right? You're Billy from the Man Whore podcast, part two. Yes, I, I do have a, uh, yeah, I, Billy works just fine. I don't go around the street saying, call me Man Whore. Uh, do you say, hi, I'm Billy. But that is the name of your podcast. Like, where did you get, was Man Whore like something that people called you beforehand? Or is it just something that you, when you were tri- thinking of the title for your podcast? I mean, I think I've been called a Man Whore like a couple times in like a cute, what they thought was a cute manner. Uh, it was just what I thought of when I was thinking of titles and something that would be, uh, that would stand out right. amongst be- a list of fucking hundreds of thousands of podcasts. Yeah, totally. It's a good name. And you know, what you do on your podcast is you talk to your exes, right? And by exes, mm-hmm. you don't just mean like, to me, exes are more so like people I had long-term relationships with, but like your no, exes are anyone that you hooked up with, right? Correct. So, like, even if it was a great one-night stand or a horrible one-night stand, right? Like, you will have that person. if it was a horrible one-night stand. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) what I figured because I know that when we first talked, right, if people didn't listen to the part one or they did, what happened was I, like, you know, did what I normally do, which is, like, I try to, like, dig really deep. And a lot of times I cock block a lot of the SEX stuff, right? Because I don't really, it's not like, even though my podcast is a lot about sex, like, I have a lot of episodes, it's not really, like, what I care and that much about like it just happens that those are the people that call me and it any, everything's interesting to me right so um but really I like to dig deep and I tried to go really deep with you and try to like psychoanalyze you and I felt like I cockblocked some of your fun stories you know <laughs> and so I thought like oh I have you back on right we discussed this at the end of the last podcast like I should have you back on to maybe give a little bit uh, more to my listeners in the way of like your fun sex stories but then I was thinking when we were gonna have this call like how should we do. And I was like, maybe we do like the best of like, and, and this is a good way to promote your podcast, right? Because this, this all the stuff that you're going to be talking about, people could go listen to your podcast, right? Do like the best of the worst of the most interesting, the grossest, the hottest hookups, right? And they're all episodes on your podcast, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you kept trying to dig. I was like, you don't have to dig that hard. I'm pretty easy. I'm very open. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 I don't, (laughs) no, 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 but when I dig, it's not too, (laughs) no, 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 it's never too, because listen, because I put it out there that it's strictly anonymous, that's my podcast, right, so people come on here and they're, they don't have to say who they really are or anything, so it's very easy for me to get people to be honest, I don't dig for the truth, what I dig for is like putting things together and sort of figuring out things about somebody that maybe they didn't sort of know about themselves or you know like I like I'm like a I like the psychology behind things right so that's what I dig for I know you're you're a very open 
you know, you're a millennial, you're 27. What I've been noticing myself just by having a lot of people on my show is that the younger generations, like your generation and people even younger than you are like a much more open-minded than like older people, right? So a lot of people are having these different kinds of relationships, like polyamory, open relationships. Like it's not that uncommon anymore, right? In your age, like, I don't think it's totally common, but like, it's not as uncommon as it was when I was growing up, right? As far as it's becoming more prevalent, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. call it common yet, but I would say it's definitely more prevalent. I think it's going to the same type of like awareness that say like, I don't know, um, LGBT people went through in the 60s and 70s, where people are, are getting confronted with that more often, because people are feeling more comfortable being open about their sexuality and not being ashamed of it. I think not, we're going yeah. through another revolution of that now in, in the 2000s and in, in today in 2016, soon to be 17. So yeah. yeah, you know, people are talking about these other things, knowing that they can live life and fuck and date how and who they want. Right. In ways that are different than the typical way, which was presented when I was growing up, which is like you either are single and you do whatever you want, or you're in a relationship and you can only fuck that one person. And for me, like I never had relationships a lot of the times. It was like claustrophobic to me to think that I have to be with this one person and there is no end. You know what I mean? And just that person and whatever. And I just wonder who I would be if I grew up in this generation where it was like, more acceptable right like what kind of avenues would I have gone down like for me I was just slutty right because that was like yeah all you could be that was the only other option you could have been openly slutty you would have had to be closeted slutty I wasn't closeted like I was openly slutty like everybody knew everyone was like yo y'all know Kathy yo what a skank no I wasn't a skank (laughs) I would just like sex and I had no I I was just who I was like I just did what I did and that was it like there was those five percent ten percent of women, you know, back then that w- did sleep around and whatever. And that was just what I did. And I didn't think anything was wrong with it, you know, but it was more like a guy mentality than a women's mentality. I didn't have to be dating somebody to fuck them. Some of it was acting out for sure. Yeah. Some of it was but because I have a very, I've always been very open minded sexually. And even at a very young age, I just um, thought it was fine to have sex like i didn't think i had to be in love all that kind of whatever bullshit that when did you lose your virginity when i was like 15 i would have lost it at 12 if i could have figured out where the fucking hole was okay like i was like (laughs) i couldn't wait to lose my virginity like seriously i would like read these grown-up magazines and there would be these questions about sex and i would be so bummed out that i didn't like i couldn't you know i wasn't a part of that whole thing you know so I or very early on was fooling around with this one guy and we were trying to have sex a bunch of times, but it just didn't work somehow. And then eventually I think I did it at 15 and it was a very, it's a, it's a, the first, I wrote a book. I did a, like a cartoon book about all my sort of relationships from the time I lost my virginity to the time I was 40. And I, you know, and a lot of funny stories are in there. And uh, my losing my virginity story is a great story it's like i don't think anybody else has this losing a virginity story and it's in my book it's really good so i was 15 and that's when i lost it and then you know whatever i did whatever uh i felt like it i didn't have a lot of relationships because like i said that whole monogamy thing and being in with one person didn't really work for me for a lot of reasons one it seemed claustrophobic because i'm very free-spirited and two i had issues i think with commitment because of like stuff that went on so you know, it wasn't for me. So I spent a lot of years mostly single. 
Um, so I fucked a lot of guys and I was open about it and I didn't, I wasn't, like I said, no one thought I was a skank because I was always super smart too and stuff, but uh, I like sex and big deal. And I don't know why I'm talking so much about me, but that was the whole, hey, my hey, whole hey. thing is always, I said hey, this I'm on my last to, podcast. I'm just trying to dig to the real you. That's I'm fine. I'm not, psychology behind it. Oh, I could tell you all my psychology. Trust me, I spent my whole life analyzing myself. Now I could analyze other people. It's the only reason why I can do it and I like to do it. But um, I always make jokes that if I was bored in this generation, maybe I'd be really prude because I just like to be opposite everybody, you know. So maybe that's why I was so slutty because Fingers nobody else. Contrarian. To one hundred percent, yeah, totally rebellious. Yeah. If everyone There's goes left, I go defiant. right. One hundred percent. My father used to call me uh, a little shit. That's what he called me. That's what he'd be like because uh, I'm also a contrarian. I tend to go against the grain. He'd be like, "Stop being a little shit, Billy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. But what I find nowadays is, and that's why like my book is out there and I slept with all these people and had all these crazy relationships. And I had, I tried to do open really all kinds of crazy relationships. There was no names for them though when we were younger, you know, and uh, I feel like it's, you know, my book is great to be out there now because so many women are like that. It's the, it's the majority instead of the minority. But when I was growing up living that life, I was the minority, you know, you, you know, listen. And so, how I got on this thing is to talk about like how you, the lifestyle that you live, you're in a relationship, you have a relationship right now, but you're, it's a very sort of progressive relationship. You guys are open, you go to orgies, you do a lot of interesting things. And I think, like you said, it's not completely common yet, but it's much more accepted, right? To the point where you put your name out there and people know this is what you do, you know? Um, it's not closeted, Right. Uh, because people are doing this stuff more and more and you have a whole, you have 138 episodes of like your hookups and I'm sure <laughs> you have a lot more, right? Because yes, how else can you keep going on? So why don't you yeah, start? Tomorrow's, tomorrow's with a woman who broke my heart like two years ago. Oh, well, I mean, we could go there. I mean, wh- where do you want to start? We'll do the best of, the worst, the grossest, the hottest. Where do you want to, which, which story do you want to tell? You, you tell me. Uh, let's see. I mean, tomorrow's episode with this woman who I, I was, like, sleeping with my physical therapist for a while. Okay, uh, let's go there. Yeah, I uh, I, I messed up my shoulder because uh, I am weak. I have a weak back. Mm-hmm. Uh, take that metaphorically if you want to or not. And <laughs> right. uh, I, have a weak, I have a weak pack. Fuck up. Go to this physical therapist. Uh, ask me what I do. I say I'm a comedian. It slowly comes out that... She, uh, I was on a podcast that she listens to called Guys We Fuck. And I said, yeah, because like, I have my own podcast. So like, oh, she starts listening to it, realizes how slutty and, sh- and whatnot I am. How and old is she, she and how old were you at the time? Was she like way older or no? At the time, I was, I guess I, guess I was 25. And how old and is she? Said, and she was 29. Okay, cool. So yeah, somehow yeah. you take it out of the physical therapy place. So she asked if I wanted to like go grab drinks, like hang out, and I thought she meant socially because like I'm an idiot, and we go right. out to drink. She looks and she looks damn good, and she dressed up. I'm like, oh, I really uh, misread this one because by the end of the night we we end up making out. Uh-huh. Like I still had I still had sessions to do. Like I still needed to. Like my back was not fixed. It was like this. This great. We can hook up, but this shoulder. Needs work, like let's get to it. <laughs> right, so, right. I mean, were you fun. a little I, worried I, though that, like, if things went south, like you would lose your physical therapist, or did you not give a shit because she was so hot? So I was almost done with my sessions, 
Uh-huh. And so what we decided was, like, we had made out at the end of that night. And she's like, we're not going to go. We can start hooking up after you're done. And so we just had to, like, wait, like, a month. And then oh, at the okay. end of the month, then uh, then we started fucking, and that was great. And it was great. Was that, like, that was the end of the sessions I had for insurance. I still got more sessions. Like, I would go to the place that she worked at, and I would mm-hmm. go, like, at the end of the night after she closes up. She'd give me some, like, free physical therapy. And then I'd give her some free physical therapy, you know? <laughs> In the office? Yeah, yeah. Because it was this big open thing, and she was in charge there. Did she tell you that you were the only one? No. Like, I've never, never done asked. this. Never I've never done this with any of my other patients. <laughs> uh, with her patients, she, uh, she said yes for patients. But I wouldn't doubt she's fucked up there before. It's very convenient, and she's got the keys. You know, um, I, I also didn't really care. You know, my ego no, not I know. Really, uh, tied to it. Right, right. right. But no, but she fun. broke your heart. Fun. Is this the one that yeah, broke well, your we heart? Started, we, we were seeing each other for like nine months. She, uh, she was in an open relationship. Uh, she oh my was god, this is where it gets so confusing. Okay, so you're this is you weren't in a relationship at all, right? At that point, so you're sleeping with her. Right. You start to de- de- like like say, hey, you're going to be my girlfriend. And she's like, okay, you're going to be my no, no, second no, no, boyfriend. No, that, that was, no, that wasn't the case at all. She was in an open relationship uh, for like eight years. Mm-hmm. She's not, they were not poly. That, you know, that wasn't. Uh, right. They, she wasn't supposed to like date other people. She was to just fuck people. But we really clicked and hit it off. So, you know, we were essentially dating like she was the way i've always phrased it is she was emotionally cheating on her boyfriend mm-hmm. right she was allowed to and, physically be with you but the, what you guys were yeah. having emotionally was probably not wouldn't right. be okay did yeah, she he knew about it he yeah and did she know that it was getting into like dangerous sort of territory uh yeah but like and so what we discussed in the episode that comes out tomorrow is that you know she just was really scared to say uh and for her, the whole thing was a learning experience of how to, you know, stop being such a wuss and just, like, speak up when you know, you know, listen to your conscience. And for me, it was uh, uh, just got fucked over again. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was good. Uh, by the end of it, we got some closure. I think but I got some answers that I was looking for. And, uh, and what, were and the, what did it, you we were not from, know? What did you not get in that relationship that she had to sort of explain to you on that? What kind of closure did well, you not have? Well, I don't want to give away, I want to give away a whole stuff, but I guess oh, yeah, one of the questions it. I was asking was like, um, did it hurt when you broke things off? Like, were you hurt too? Uh, oh, that's the stuff could, that everybody wants, right? You just want to make what, sure that it, the person was like affected and like had real feelings and that they couldn't just, even yeah, though it seems it like nine, people walk away like and they don't feel anything. Like, yeah, if it was like three months of fucking whatever, but like, you know, nine months, significant amount of time to be seeing uh, the same person. I also asked her like, hey, what did you consider us? Like, um, what were the mo- emotions you were feeling? Things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very fun because she was my first threesome. And some, here's something I will share. What I learned was apparently she has been having threesomes with this girl, with many of her men. Uh, so, like, I introduced her to this girl that I recruited from Reddit for a threesome with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it was going to be her first threesome, but by accident the night before, she had a threesome with her boyfriend and one of his partners. Like, total oh flu. Not at all expected, right? Right. Like, we both thought we were going to have our first threesome together. And then in the fluke instance, she has two back-to-back days. 
Right. And, so uh, she did the threesome with her guy first, and then did a threesome with you, and then kept this girl. Yeah, but like I was, I was just planning like it scheduled it with the yeah. other girl. Was in the thing where the boyfriend was like out of nowhere, like just it happened to happen that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we recruited this girl Penny. Then I, she kind of asked, she was alluding to her like later on, and she was like, "Could I meet?" And I was like, "Do you want Penny's numbers?" That we asked, and she's like, "Yeah." So I connect her with Penny. She has a threesome with Penny and her boyfriend. Then apparently, over the last two years, she's had multiple. She's had like other threesomes with this woman and other guys. So basically, like they're threesome partners. She's like, mm, "This guy, I like fucking him." You know who who would like him a lot? My friend Penny. And so call her over and have three. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But hilarious. let me ask you this: Have you been used? Was that the only time you used Penny, or have you been seeing Penny on the side too a lot? So I think about. A couple weeks after the, we we all fucked around, I tried to meet up with Penny again, who is also in an open relationship of, like, many years, mm-hmm. uh, it turns out. Uh, she came over. You know, it wasn't... We tried to fuck. I was having trouble, like, getting hard, because for me, I need to, like, talk to a person and know they like me. Here are the two ways I can have sex with somebody. There needs to... I need to know them. I need to talk to them for, like, at least an hour. I just need to know that they like me for Billy, not just because I'm a, a, a an objective dick that's hard. Uh-huh. It needs to either be, so I need either go get drinks with you, or uh, there needs to be, like, a scene. So okay. for the first time, it was fine, because we had, like, this scene planned, and it was this um, threesome where she was coming over, and my, Emily, she was going to be blindfolded in my bedroom, and she didn't know who I was bringing, but uh-huh. she knew I was bringing somebody, uh-huh. and that was an exciting, like... Um, construct yeah that's totally hot hot. is that what went down yeah that's what went down so she doesn't know if i was bringing a guy a girl or a guy and a girl or two guys and two girls Uh, so wait but let's tell let's tell that like hot story right because like so she so you decide behind her back that you're going to get this girl penny right not not behind my back we 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 agreed because that's the oh, important okay. thing with consent. Uh, okay. You obtain it. You need to discuss it. Well, I thought she was going to be blindfolded and not know. Yes, but she agreed to not knowing. And then right, we right, said, that's what I mean. But behind her like, back, you went and got the girl. You, it was a. She said it's okay to be a woman, a man, a woman, a man. Like she gave you that okay, but she didn't know which right, one right, you were going to pick. Right, I, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. No. So yeah. we, we had the conversation about, and I found out the boundaries, what she wanted and what she didn't want. Then I went and found someone. Of course, I went and found a girl because, look, it's my first threesome. I'm going to have the one I want to have. Okay? Right. Uh, I've a, yeah. I've seen enough dicks and gangbangs, okay? I want. I would like to have a double blowjob for a change. Right. So mm-hmm. I get the girl. I set Emily up in the room. Uh, it was like a, like a Saturday afternoon. Blindfold her, put some music on. I set the mood, low lighting, whatever. Now, then do I, you get I her naked her. or she's got clothes on? Yes, I've stripped her naked, and she's just blindfolded on the bed. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, what we decided to do is I, I'm just going to leave her there. That's why I think. I'm like, I'm going to let her, I'm going to let the anticipation build. Uh-huh. Okay? So I leave her in that room for probably about, like, 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, long amount of time. And in that time period, Penny shows up, and then I greet her, and I gave her a robe uh, to go to the bathroom and change. I want us to be able to basically do like a towel drop instead of like clunkily taking shit off. Mm-hmm. And then I just take this very, very pretty woman by the hand and I lead her to my bedroom and very quietly tiptoe in. And 
I close the door, and again, Emily now knows that we're here, whoever we are. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember I give I give uh, Penny a kiss before I ask to take off her robe. Uh-huh. I, I want, I'm big on kiss. I'm a big fan of kissing. Like, if I can't kiss you, it's going to be really hard to fuck you. Right. And uh, then I, I just walk over to the and we just start touching her. Like, just hands. We want her to, like, not know right away, you know? Right. We want uh-huh. her to still guess what genitals are in the room and how many. Right. And, that, and then eventually, I, you know, somebody goes down, someone, I kiss her, and now we got, you know, dicks and pussies all over the place, and it's fantastic. Uh, I got, what was great was both of them had the same uh, ask. They both asked that I direct things. Okay. Uh, this is not all my fancy. They just, they both leaned more submissive, so they just want some, some guidance and instruction in terms of, like, who to do what to whom. Mm-hmm. Uh, they enjoyed that aspect. So it was cool. I got to fucking direct my own threesome. He's going to be like, okay, you go down. All right, all right, you sit on that face. All right, now you up here. Okay, both of you, dick in the mouth. Okay, now come on. All right, you sit, you sit on it. You come sit on my face. Okay, now you go down her. I'm going to get behind you. It was awesome. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I kind of imagine it's like every guy's fantasy. It really is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was good. Then we all snuggled up afterwards, and it was a good time. And actually, so uh, since talking to Emily, you know, I think like a year ago, Penny and I were supposed to get together and maybe full round, and plans fell through. And then after recording Emily, I texted her again, and be like, "Hey, so apparently you're having all these threesomes with with Em," and she's like, "Hey, and yeah." Then I said, uh, "You want to get together and try to <laughs> pick up where we left off?" She's like, "Yeah, for sure." So we're gonna get drinks. Uh, sometime this month. You and Penny. So do you think you'll have a threesome with her with your new girl? I don't know. Maybe. Because uh, my, my girlfriend's right by. Mm-hmm. And I, just right currently, you know, my girlfriend and I are, just, she's got, let me see how it is. Uh, one, we were just like, we were talking about stuff with our relationship and getting her to feel secure in it. So, she still sometimes doesn't feel completely secure with the relationship. And then we discuss that and the emotions and uh, cool. And I, so I think we're in a good place with that. <clears throat> and then the other thing is that she's uh, having a lower libido at the moment because she's on some new medications. And so, you know, like we might have a threesome with her, but she also might not. The only threesomes I think that Paige is down to have with me are with her friends. Mm-hmm. She's not a, She's still not in a place where she feels comfortable hearing about other women that she doesn't know. Right, she's very fine here. She might be. Yeah, she's like, afraid of maybe there's a, some sort of there could be some sort of emotional thing that happens. Right. I'm assuming. And and we're yeah yeah a little bit of that. And I think it's just because she, I think that's going to change soon. But you know we've had some really significant conversations uh, since then. But like for example, if I like fucked one of her best friends. She'd be so okay with that, but mm-hmm. but if it's like a random woman from Tinder, she doesn't want to know about it yet. But I, like I said, I think a lot of that stuff is changing right now. I would love to pitch her a penny. I think they'd uh, have a grand old time together. Why do you think that she has that? So, uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll share this. Okay, um, so Paige said I love you. Back in like September, and I didn't say it back yet. It was not in that place. How long so, were you dating at that point? Uh, we first met. Uh, we actually had our one year anniversary of meeting each other yesterday, and I, I personally say we've been dating since February. 
Okay, yeah. so you were together a significant amount of time by the time September time. comes that and she says, not, I love you. Not, yeah, and it's not that I don't have strong feelings. And she immediately was like, and it's okay if you don't. I was like, okay. And, I mean, granted, we were on a rooftop at the time, and there was an orgy developing around us. Uh, we weren't naked, but, like, everyone else was getting naked. We were just looking up at the stars. <laughs> um, and you couldn't say it back. It wasn't, you know, it's like, I've been, over the last, you know, for this whole year, I've been just trying to, like, figure out what love is to me, what my relationship, both to the feeling and to that word, is, um... Are there, you know, I'm busy contemplating, like, are there different types of love? Do I feel different types of love? Um, is it different from infatuation? Because I had, I was dating someone else briefly earlier this year who really broke me, and I felt like I loved her, but I'm not sure if it was that or if it was infatuation. Or maybe it was a different type of love, because the feelings I had for that woman uh, were different from the strong feelings I had for Paige. They were both strong feelings, but they felt different. And what about with and Emily, so been, the girl who you say broke your heart, like, you know, your physical therapist? That was definitely, that was definitely a love thing for me, yeah. I, I, I believe I loved her. Really? For sure. Yeah, I think after that amount of time... But let me I ask you this with Emily, but it. I won't forget where we're at right now in the story, though, with your girlfriend, because right. I want to come back to that. But with the Emily thing, right? Like, because you knew she was in a relationship with somebody else and she really had the only okay to, like, have sex with other people. But, like, you knew going in that there was to be nothing more than just maybe hookups, right? But you, right. Right? But do right. you but think what that... Happened, was, yeah. what, what happened was we were getting, we were just acting very dating. Like, she wasn't treating me the way... With, that she was supposed to. Listen, that happens that, like, all I, the time. But, it's a typical no, thing no, that no, happens. No, it, with booty calls, is, even. You know what I mean? No, what, one thing, yeah, yeah. So we were getting, like, very lovey-dovey around mm-hmm. things. And, uh... But it yeah, still so wasn't was, supposed to it, mean anything because she's in this relationship. It happens but, all the time. And yet, but yet, it, yeah, and yet it meant something for both of us. And what happened, you know, there's one particular scene that where I let my emotions... Here's what happened. I normally I'll cut my emotions off if I feel like I'm feeling something strong. They don't feel that way. I'll rein it in if it's early enough. But there was like a scene that happened. We we had, had we just finished having sex. She rolls off of me, breathes deeply, goes like, ah, man, I really wish I was Polly because I would totally date you. Mm-hmm. So she says that, and I go like, okay, this woman feels something for me, so I'm going to allow myself to continue to feel stuff for her. Right. Because, because you and you love that's the thing with you. Like I mean, you love to know that the girl is into you. So when you get that from her, like you can't just throw that aside. Like I feel like that's something that's very attractive to you. Well, that, there's that and that. Like it just um, it reinforces like oh, this is something that's going on. Uh, that wasn't just like a casual thing to her. So that made me feel comfortable feeling more and. You know, and we talk about it on the podcast, which y'all will be able to hear. It's going to be episode 139. And, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's what I got to say on Emily. <laughs> no, but where I was going to go with that is that, like, do you think that maybe, right, like, because she had sort of somebody else kind of, like, in the middle, like, as much as you you know, were okay to fall in love with her on on some level, you knew that like it couldn't be a possibility because she had this other guy, right? It could be a little bit of like, oh, somebody with a commitment issue, of course, would find it very easy to feel loving feelings towards the person who they could 
on some level never be with, right? Yet with the girl you're with now, she's right in front of you. She's totally yours. She's like, I, she has nobody else. She's like, I fucking love you in September after being with you for a, a long time. And you don't really know. Like, that's all I'm saying. That, like, maybe it's like it's a not, commitment it's not, thing. It's not the, no, so it's not the not knowing because after what happened earlier this year, uh, it, it added on to all this other, you know, heartbreak I've gone through is I, I wanted to take a step back and, and figure out what my relationship to that emotion is. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had strong feelings for Paige. I was trying to figure out what that was. Was it love? Because it felt different from other things that I thought were love. So there's just a lot of me doing a lot of like introspection and, and analysis on myself. And, you know, I'm at a place now where I do know what it is and I do love my girlfriend. And, you know, uh, I just haven't said to her. I was going to say it last night. We just, it wasn't the right opportunity. You still uh, haven't gonna, told her? How she, I was going I was, I was planning <laughs> on telling her last night. Let's count the months. Said, September, October, November. Well, no, I only figured this out like yesterday was when I really oh was catching an interesting time. Yesterday, I decided like, you know, like, no I wonder I why she doesn't feel secure because she, you right, haven't no, been no, able no, to I figure it out. Yeah, no, I... I don't question her. Like I totally understand why she feels the way she does, but this is a process I needed to go through. Yeah. No one's saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that like you could, you could understand that. Like if somebody's taking their time, why she felt, yeah, no, I totally understand. Well, they get it. It's kind of like love is like, you know, listen, I think maybe one day when you look back, uh, you're just going through something where you're really sort of fixated on it and analyzing it and figuring it out. But eventually when you get used to it, like you'll realize it's something that just is, right? It's just like, you know, you're like, you know, it's not like it one day you just realize it just happens over time. And like, you know, when you hold it as this thing that's like very logical and like, oh, I just, I'm going to say, but I haven't said it yet. And like, you know, it's... uh it takes away a little bit from it, right? And you could see why she would be a little insecure because she might be like, this guy doesn't fucking know what the fuck is up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even well, know what she knows I feel, She knows I feel strongly about it. She, just want, she, needs, she needs to hear the words. I previously we didn't feel comfortable. Now I do. Good. Just, uh, last night, you know, we didn't... Look, I was having her try out my new big motor bunny sex toy, okay? So it, we, I lost track of time. Oh <laughs> I, I got. I got sponsored just, by. Just uh, tell her you love her already. Okay, so the yeah, no, so, I was going to. I just the, the time wasn't right. Uh, you, the, the, that the, just the, sounds the hilarious. Like, think about yeah, all the well, love songs that were. No, just think about like how funny it is if it was like you know how people let, write love songs all the time and everything, and if like you wrote a love song like I just like I wanted to say it but I forgot and then it wasn't right, so I'll tell her tomorrow at four. Like, <laughs> it's very unromantic. Is my point? Just you know, say when you feel it, maybe. Yeah, no, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for like a moment where it's like it's definitely you know feel it. Also, I want it to be a little bit funny. I'm gonna. I want my at first. I love you to be a little funny. I don't want it to be this deep, solemn look into your eyes. Like, oh my gosh, baby. I know, but you don't get that. It's like you. it's almost just a thought. A, a thought about a little bit too much. Well, now, I mean, after all this time, yeah, if I can make it, I'm trying to see if I can find a funny way to do it on the first try because, you know, that's the fuckhead that I am. 
Yeah, you've made it. You know what it is? It's like you've made it such a big production. Now it's like this thing. Well, I never made a big production. To be fair, she made the big production. But me, I was. I kept my introspection to myself. I just okay, said, but hey, but, but let's be fair, Billy Manhor, Billy, who's heart has you're, been you're broken getting, many you know, times. Stop! Uh, Stop! I don't really care. We have plenty of time. We have a half hour. Okay, listen. Let me just. I never know where my podcast is going to go, and this is a great, a, a great prelude to your episode one thirty nine tomorrow. Okay, so don't worry about it. It's still good. But like for the person who talks about the heart being broken and everything, like you have a very romantic side of you too. So like I think you could, you know, if the roles were reversed, you know, you're the guy that like when the girl you just told me this very sort of romantic story about how when this girl you were fucking like rolled over and said I could tell you know and then that made you feel like you could like her like you should you are very similar to your girlfriend in that like you like she didn't make it a big deal she was just very open with her feelings and felt something in the moment I think what made it a big deal is the fact that you weren't ready and you let your sort of fear of going with it like get in and then you used your mind like you just threw your mind into that and then for and then it would it became like this thing that was discussed and and thought about and you know when normally that's not how it goes and I, I think that you haven't lived your life that way most of the time like you said you're just this is just what you're going through right now you know normally you're the guy that will just if someone you know you feel things and you go with it you know this is one time where you're kind of not I think you're the one making it much bigger of a deal I think she just felt it that moment threw it out there and you were like holy fuck got confused and afraid and and then you're just been I mean, overthinking it ever the, since yeah, no nah, because even before she said it i was already ever since april uh i think it was like april when this girl fucked this other girl uh broke my heart as well yeah ever since then i've been thinking about that because uh, it just kept happening, so I wanted to... Okay, I, but I I'm sorry. I'm doing the math. Yeah. You're dating your girlfriend in February, and a girl broke your heart in April, and Emily broke... Yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, what does that mean? What does what mean? You were dating your girlfriend in February. I know you have an yeah, open so relationship. We, Is it poly? Like, yeah. you guys could be in love with other people? Well, at the, at the time, you know, in, like, in February, we, we had started dating, so we weren't boyfriend-girlfriend yet. And okay. this other woman I was also seeing seriously... So okay. yeah, no one. That, that I I wasn't breaking any rules. It's okay, just, so she she broke your heart. So yeah, you're life. probably just a little gun shy because of all the damage that's been done. Yeah, you know. That's what, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. But that's what I said. You have a little bit of a commitment issue, and that would be make sense because you've been, you know, shafted by women. I, I wouldn't say commitment. It's just a matter of like I'm going to be cautious uh, for my sake and for Paige's sake. So I would hate to like. Say something I don't entirely understand the meaning of, and I'm in a place in my life where I just wanted to evaluate my my thoughts on love because I've always been thinking about my thoughts on like sex and gender and kink and all that. But you know, I haven't really taken a lot of time to think about love. So that's what I've been doing for most of 2016, and now I feel like I'm in a better place at the end of it. And you love Paige, yeah. Good. Let Paige listen to this podcast. It'll be the first time she not not it. before I tell her. Jesus, <laughs> when does this come out? Why you listen? It's like now that you've made it such a big deal, just just write deal. it on it's a post-it. Just, it. not, just yeah, get it over with, not, and then you could like be like gonna, normal. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to text her. I, well, things are fairly normal, except for you know about 
hey, I'm not going to say it's tied to it, but coincidentally, about once a month, we have a very emotional conversation. So, well, so there you go. So it is a thing. And she doesn't really trust you because of these kinds of things. Well, like, you can't move she tr- forward she with trust- it. That's not true. She trusts me. It's just different. It's, she trusts me. It's just, uh, you know, she just doesn't feel secure in the relationship. Those are very different sentences to say. She 100% trusts me. Okay, but who, when she says she doesn't trust the relationship, like she trusts you That's because you guys are open sexually. I, I never said any of those. I never said the word trust. I just said she doesn't feel secure in the relationship. Very different sentences. But you don't think it's the same thing? No, 100% different. Security doesn't come from, like, trust? Like, don't you have to get past trust can, to get to security? No, one, does not, no, one does not mean exactly the other. Okay, not she to you. secure in the relationship because she's worried, like, you know, she's still worried of, like, but what if he meets someone else? I actually just wrote this great piece in yeah, the newsletter. Yeah, but that's trust. Okay, listen, I can't get into these, like, annoying uh, fights I mean, with you want, about I, semantics, hey, okay? I don't Let's move past. Okay, let's move past. Because it's like, that's, that's a, just a fucking play on words. And what we're talking about is exactly what I said, but you don't want to go there. That's fine. So Emily breaks your heart. You fuck her. That's your physical therapist. That's who you have on tomorrow. And that's like a hot story. But she broke your heart because obviously, I guess I'm assuming she said, hey, I'm going back to my boyfriend and I can't keep sleeping with you because I'm starting to have feelings for you. Is that how it ended? No. We had brunch. We had a breakup brunch. because uh, it, it was just simply she wanted to pull back on the emotional aspect of things. She wanted to just uh, go like, look, this is going in a direction that I can't continue to go down. And... You know, she's like, we can keep fucking, we can keep being friends, we can keep being friends and keep fucking, but she just didn't want to be so um, romantic. Right, isn't that what I just said? She can't, she couldn't be emotional with you. Like, that wasn't, that was not cool. Yeah, she was an ending thing. Right, but then did you say, okay, I can't be with you without that? I mean, how, how come it ended? Sorry, say that again? But did you say, okay, but like after she told you that and there wasn't going to yeah, be then, no Yeah, then emotion- I walked out. I, I, right. I, 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 I teared up. I said, I love you, and I walked out. You, you <laughs> did? You said, I love yeah. you? Oh, my God. I'm I so said, fucking confused. I'm sorry. You're not I, as simple as you think you are, okay? But any, I'm not going to try said, to go I, there. Why? I've never claimed to be simple. What I'm saying is, is, okay, so you say I love you to her. <laughs> After and she I dumps went, you, and, and then out. you walked out. Oh no! She wonder why me. I love you has such a is such a thing with you. It's why. Okay, so okay, she didn't dump you, but she was dumping you. We all know what no. dumping means. She dumped no, you. That's not, no, dumping means like, hey, we can't do shit anymore. No, she, she said, like, I'll still fuck you, but I I can't like you. That's dumping. Okay, everybody would say, listen, any guy, uh, most guys would say to a girl if they could when they dumped them, like, listen, I don't love you anymore, baby, but if you want to fuck me, I'll still fuck you. Like, I mean, if if people could say that when they dump somebody because they had a a relationship, then people would, but But people don't say that, but that was dumping. Yeah, but that's also not what she did. You just, I know, I know it's more fun for you and simpler and easier to think of it that way, but that's not at all what she said. What did she say? I said... She wanted to pull back on the romantic aspect. She wanted to stay very close. She wanted to keep, she's like, we can keep fucking. We can stay close friends. But if you listen to it, you'll hear her very much clarify. She'll say, look, our friendship was way more important than the sex. The sex was dope. I would like to keep doing it. But your friendship is super valuable to me, like beyond other things. 
So right, but the dumping to, is always no, no, no. the emotional no, stuff. The I know, love. I know you're from like an old guard and like you're 100 years old and that's how they did it back in the day, but that's not what we do in 2016, 17, 2015, whatever. 16, right? 16, uh, that's 16. That's what it was. I, first of all, you don't have to make digs. I think you're getting a little upset with me. Listen, okay, well, you, you can't spar. I tell you something that happens and then you repeat it back to me way incorrectly in your simplified old school mindset. And then I have to like spend my time clarifying language at you. When oh really, my god, it's annoying! Your side. language analysis is so annoying. annoying. You're annoying. Know, you're I'm just, annoying you. You're, you're annoying me. We're you're not compatible, Billy. I'm sorry, but like annoying. I can't yes, do I this. I can't. Yeah, do no, this. we should never have sex. Yeah, no, maybe not podcast. Yeah. I'm thinking more podcasts. Okay, <laughs> not sex. Listen to me, Billy. Okay, you want to say she didn't dump you? Why did you walk out of the fucking restaurant? Because I was hurt. What were you hurt by if she didn't dump you? What hurt you? Uh, because, you know, something I had said to her was like, look, if you want to say, hey, this is moving too fast emotionally, that's so valid. But that's like three months in. Say, yo, this is going in a direction I can't do. Nine months in is just irresponsible. And she acknowledges it. She oh, my God. Like, People yep, are allowed I'll... to change their mind. That's what happens all the time. And they, that would be like saying oh, that someone no, can't divorce somebody no, after yeah. 30 years. But she knows. She, she said, and she acknowledged, like I said, because I have more information than you, she, she said, I knew that I didn't feel that way months ago. I was too scared to tell you. So she waited and waited and okay, waited. And that waited. sounds like being like rejected. Okay. Maybe that's the better word. Okay. You were rejected by her. That's a terrible. That's just like being dumped. It's the same shit. That's why she broke your heart. Okay. I don't know why you're trying to like like say it so differently and you're getting offended when I say a word that is meaning exactly what you know happened. You said she broke your heart. Why? How could someone break your heart unless they fucking dumped you? You didn't break up with her. She sort of ended things. I'm not upset with it. You're that. Please. I could get a, I could get a, I could fucking have a debate about a piece of lint on the floor. Okay. I have the energy for it. I love it. Okay. You're the one that's taking like saying digs and stuff because you're getting very sort of um, defensive. And I think you're very sensitive. And that's why you walked out when she told you very nicely that she just really cared about you. She was like, cool, you know, but yet you for you, it was devastating. You said, I love you when you walked out like you're a very emotional, sensitive person. And I think when I say she dumped you like that, you take it so offensively. Like, when, But that's kind of what happened. And maybe to find, maybe it's just too soon for you to cop to it but who cares everybody gets fucking dumped that's just like the way that it is it doesn't matter that i'm older than you a hundred okay please that uh, fucking dumb people your age dump people okay all the fucking time you have said on this podcast you, your heart has been broken your heart has been broken like so, five times so okay so obviously yeah. you've had gotten dumped what what would what word would you rather use what is the word that you use i just don't know why you're so obsessed with, with phrasing things that way but you well know, because only you because want. you're Wait. very defensive about it that's it i mean for real like it, honestly you know, just, yeah call it whatever you want if it makes you feel comfortable what would you call it why did I, she I break know. your heart why did she break your if you, heart if you want if you want to hear about it, you can listen to the episode it's, i don't need to hear about it. i've heard enough 
I heard it. I, I listen. Go. I've been in those relationships. I've really cared for people, loved their friendship, loved fucking them, but maybe was a you know attached to someone. I could. I know the whole fucking story, and it is. It doesn't take away from what you guys had or anything like that. But I could see those things in my life. I've had those kind of relationships, but I could look back and know that I got dumped by that person, but still know that everything else still existed. It doesn't. One doesn't but take I away think, from the other. I just- I just think we're arguing semantics, which I don't think is a big deal. Uh, and I think we should move on from it because I think we're saying that's the same fine. Thing, so, language. so. Okay. <laughs> so Emily is tomorrow. Anyone wants to hear about how he didn't get dumped by Emily. They can listen to podcast 138. <laughs> Let's hear your worst hookup and tell me what episode it is. Um, and I mean, why would Worst that person hookup? come on? I don't know, but like a bad hookup, a terrible hook, like you know, and like maybe you've had that on your show. You know what? How about this? I, uh, I, well, so yeah, they both tie in together. Uh, okay, so I had one that I wouldn't call it like the worst or anything, but it was definitely one I was not proud of. Mm-hmm. There's a I met up with a chick from a very obscure dating app I tried for a hot minute called Blender. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was like right before Tinder blew up. Mm-hmm. And we met up. I wasn't really into it when I saw her. I realized, I don't think I'm into her. We talk, we hang out. It's like, okay, maybe she's funny. Mm, not really. We end up hooking up. I don't know how I end up back with her at my place. But I was like, okay, you know, I'll fool around with her. I don't have to have sex with her. I can just have a fun time just tonight with her, do some stuff. But we, I won't fuck her. And then that's fine. Because for me, like other types of sex are low stakes. Penis in the vagina is like a higher stakes thing for me. Uh-huh. So we're doing things. She's like kind of badgering me, like she wants to fuck. She's like, "Hey, please come on, like let's do this." And I'm doing funny, like you know, I'm going down there, I'm fingering her, I'm doing. She's getting hers, but she just really wants to get fucked. And eventually, I kind of give up and go like, "Fine." I grab a condom, I sex there. Uh, the next morning, I don't feel so great about it. Not a fan that I made that decision, but it was a decision I made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Kind of forget about it. About a year and a half later, she comes, she does the podcast, and I walk into her apartment. I set my stuff up. Uh, I'm doing my little pre-interview, and at the very end, I go, is there anything you definitely want to talk about? She's like, well, I definitely want to talk about what happened, and I've actually been thinking about it for a long time. I'm like, great. I turned my body to hit record. Right before I hit it, I turned back to her, and she is in full fucking tears. Oh, wow. So she really didn't, like, like the closure thing? Like, that's what she was getting out of being there. Like, she was looking for the same thing that you were looking for with Emily. Like, she obviously, even after all that time, like, had questions and stuff about you, the time you guys were together. She had questions. I don't think it's anything that you're expecting. But she had questions, yes. I'm um, not expecting anything. I don't know anything. I'm telling you. Okay. But she, why was so, she in tears? Right. I'm about to tell you. Okay. Uh, she, I, I don't hit record. I, I just wait. I, you know, I, I get into human being mode. I go, like, well, hold on, hold on. Before we do that, what is going on? And she tells me, she said, uh, You should I have totally I, hit record. That's when you get the real shit. I would, I, you know, I'm also a human being, and I want to clarify, because it was something important, uh, and I'm not a douchebag. I was like, let, I just want to know what happened. And then we hit record. We get it all on mic. You'll hear mm-hmm. it. But I need to know because I wasn't going to exploit this woman's obvious pain about something, which I don't know what it is. I don't know if like my being there, like who knows? Maybe 
it could have been tragic. Who fucking knows? But anyways, maybe your dad just died. It would be something I would like to know before hitting mm-hmm. the record. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I said, so what's going on? She says, I thought I raped you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's a first. <laughs> uh, what's I mean, first? I really hope that you had that on tape. I thought I raped well, you. We thought we just and we she's just crying about it. About it? <laughs> well, so apparently she uh, maybe like six months after we hooked up, she dated a guy who had been raped by a woman. Mm-hmm. And she and she saw the emotional pain that it caused him, and she, you know, she was one of the people who said, "No, men can't possibly be raped by women." Then she dates a guy who was, realizes the pain of it. I guess she flashed back to that night and thought that she had raped me. And I had to quickly clarify, like, "Hey, I'm about to hit record, but let me just clarify real quickly: you did not rape me. I begrudgingly consented, uh, but you, I consented nonetheless. That's what's important." Let's let's talk about this now. I hit record and we and we get right into it. And and then what I do to comfort her is I tell her about the night that a woman did not respect my consent or lack thereof. And so you were raped by the other woman. I had a night in college. Uh, it was somewhere after my junior year. I was at a, I was just hanging around a comedy club with a, another comedian. Just hanging out. I started talking to this one woman outside. I thought she was cute. I guess I was wrong, but I thought she was cute at the time. And by the end of it, I went. I she had gone back down with her friend to the comedy show. I wasn't on it. I was just hanging out. <laughs> but I went up to her table. I snuck behind. I just like dropped my uh, my phone number on her table before I was leaving because I wasn't going to get to see her before the show let out. She texted me. We decided to get drinks and meet up, and we get drinks downtown. And it's going all right, you know. Uh, she's definitely not what exactly what, how I remember she looked like. Uh-huh. I think a, pu- a puffy jacket hides a whole lot of stuff. Uh-huh. That was a revelation. Right. But, uh, but it's fine. It's going all right. It's, I'm thinking, like, I don't know if I want to touch that. She's fun. I like fun. Making out is fun. Fooling around is fun. Okay, you know, I, when she invites me up to her apartment, I say, fine. Like, in my head, I'm like, let's go have some fun. I don't have to talk to her, but, like, let's go have some fun. And before we leave the bar, though, I say, hey, so this is back when I had a strict rule. Uh, now it's more of a guideline. But back then I had a rule where I wouldn't fuck anyone on first encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, allows me to, like, fool around and then I can, like, decide, okay, is this a person I want to have sex with? Because I don't want to have sex with someone just because, like, I'm really horny and I'll fuck anything in that moment. I'd rather it be, like, a conscious decision I made, not, like, a decision made by, made by my cop. Mm-hmm. And so I tell her this, and she goes, yeah, 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 that's so fine, that's so fine, that's cool, that's all right, yeah, come on up. She invites me up, and she's also significantly older. She's like, I am, at the time, I'm 20, she's in her late 20s. Mm-hmm. So we get up to we get up to her place, and, you know, we're around, having a good time, we're making out. At one point, we're in her bed, we're all naked, we're... And mouths are on various genitals. It's a good time. And she she does make a point that she like wants that sex. I'm like, no, no, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna pass on tonight. We'll and we'll see you next time. Uh, mm-hmm. Keeps and then and then at one point she comes up and she's like making out with me because she was going she's blowing me and then she comes up starts like kissing me again and then just like gra- grabs my cock and just sits right down on it. Mm-hmm. No condom, no no asking for my approval, no nothing. Uh, right. After I'd, I had verbally even said no, so there was no, like, assuming I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Was she, like, and drunk? No one, w- 
I mean, like we had drinks, but no one was drunk. Uh-huh. I would not call anyone. Uh, if she was drunk, then I couldn't tell. Uh-huh. Um, no one was like sloppy. But so, I mean, she she sits on me raw dog, no condom, uh, no consent, and then starts riding. And this is the thing. It's like, and I'm like, uh, excuse you, but she's like going to do that anyway. And most people will be like, well, Billy, man, you're like a, a man person. Why don't you just shove her off? Well, here, here's the thing you don't, you don't think about. It. She was like a larger woman, uh, you know, of a sort, okay? Getting her off of her bed would have required like a good amount of force. I'm strong enough and capable. I could have forced her off, but the amount of force I would have had to use very likely was going to like shove her off the bed, let alone my dick. Mm-hmm. Now, she... She comes off that bed the wrong way, hits her head on the nightstand next to it. Guess who goes away in handcuffs? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a hint. It's the one with the penis. Right. So I make the decision in my head. I'm like, I'm just going to let her literally ride this one out. Uh, this, so that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not thrilled. And I kind of roll over and like I go to bed. The next morning, I slipped out. Um, I did my best to slip out. Like, uh, I almost got fully dressed, but my buckle fucking just before I went to my fist put my pants on, my buckle shook and it woke her up. Oh no! I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting out of here. You enjoy your rapey self in the bed. You know, just go back to sleep. Um, I was, I was, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna head out later. Um, I slip out the door and and then on my way to the subway, I texted her. I was like, hey, I'm. I don't really feel good about what happened last night. You know, I didn't want to have sex. And she did not respond to that very well. What, <laughs> so, uh, what did she yeah. say? I don't remember exactly what she said. Have you had her on your show? I would love to have her on the show, but I do not know how to reach her because I don't have a last name. And it's on a cell phone from when I was 20 that, like, is long gone. Right, right, so right. So I'm always on the lookout for Sarah L. And uh-huh. I would love to come across her one day. But I've yet to. So but I did come across her a couple months later, maybe. Uh-huh. I was passing. I was actually, I was in a bar in the afternoon. I met a couple older women. They were 39. They were just meeting. Uh, they were just in town for, like, a girls weekend from uh-huh. Philly. And... <laughs> They, they kind of invite, one of them was a kind of swings with her husband from time to time. And the other one was like a little more straight laced, but used to swing, doesn't anymore. They invite me out that night. They're like, oh, we want to know where to go dancing. I'm like, yeah, I have a play. You know, I'll, I'll go dancing with you also. I go to meet up with them at a different bar uh, later that night. And it's a bar above a comedy club. So passing the comedy club, I look in the window, I see comics I recognize. I'm like, oh, I'll drop in. I'm good. Just go say hi. To uh, stand, and then I'll go upstairs and meet the hot cougars. Well, I walk in the door and standing right fucking there, talking to the owner. And I know the owner, but talking to the owner is this woman. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, talking because she, uh, I think she has a roommate or a friend who's a comedian and plays that club. Right. And as soon as I walk in, I, I see her, and she looks at me and she goes, she points at me, and goes, Tim, he says I raped him. And I'm just like, Okay, uh, and I just, I'm going to leave. Well, uh, did I you left. say that in your when you texted her? Did you say that, like, oh, my God, you raped me? Or did she use that terminology used, first? She did. I never used the R word. Mm-hmm. Um, she did. I, for a long time, yeah, she was the first one to say it in reference to us, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, that was not fun. So because you were raped. Yeah. 
by an overweight girl. Ever, ever reverse the... Uh, Reverse the genders at any point in that story and see if it's okay. And uh, I think that's how you know that, you know, some consent was not respected. Yeah, of course. Listen, I mean, that's the same. Like, I knew a guy that I had dated and he married someone after me. Then he came and told me that he was, like, beat up by the girl. Like, and I'm like, yeah. And then I had a guy on my podcast that talked about him. Like, you know, and he said, like, when he went to the cops to tell him, they were kind of like, laughing at him or just not taking him seriously and i'm like you have to probably understand that that's the way like but if you really like you said put it in the opposite way like how would you feel if that was a woman like shit like that does go down with men too it's just so rare and it's that you don't you know that people might laugh you know what i mean like i laughed when you said that the girl started crying because she thought she raped someone yeah, because she's the rapist. She didn't think you. she was raped. She wasn't crying because you raped her. She was crying because she thought she raped you and she didn't even rape you. That's a little dramatic, okay? It's not the same story as the girl who I actually did start fucking you without a condom. I think that's bullshit. That's totally fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be really pissed if I was like, you know, wine, not wine have sex, let alone not be interested in having unsafe sex with someone and they just fucking put their dick inside me you know what I mean that's fucked up but that girl I'm sorry was crying because she was afraid that she raped you because she raped another guy or another guy got raped by somebody else so I don't know that's a little bit funny to me yeah she, she didn't rape with any guy she just dated someone who had been right and, and then, then she, she was crying so, crying well, yeah, because you know she felt guilty <laughs> for like a, a ridiculous. year and a half because <laughs> felt, I mean, I would imagine, look, if you took a guy, if we lived in a society where, like, let's say the act of rape, um, you know. Stop. You don't think that that's funny, that she was crying, that this is a little ridiculous? I didn't think it was funny, because I, I do. imagine that if I learned that something I did was not consensual, I did If she was my best time. friend, and she started crying because she thought she raped someone because she dated somebody else that was raped, and she didn't even rape someone, and she was crying about it, I would laugh in her face. Right, and as we've uh, already noticed during this podcast, we are very different people. <laughs> I, I, Come I, on, know, that's funny. That's ridiculous. I don't think it's funny that the girl that fucked you that I think that's fucked up. I'm talking about I'm talking about the the, the, the podcast guest. I'm just saying uh, that's got to fucking be daunting if you think that if you feel that guilt for like over a year. But she didn't even. She was just projecting because some guy. But some guy. No, 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 no. She did what happened. She she started dating a guy. Yeah, I know. She dated a guy that was raped not by her by somebody else. Right? right, but what happened? But it's a mind shift change. It's she was one of those people that you described who, uh, you know, one of those people who said men can't get raped by women. She used to think that. Then she met someone. I know who did. Mm-hmm. Then she goes, "Oh fuck, did I do that?" And then she thinks, "Did I cause the emotional distress I'm seeing my boyfriend go through? Did I cause that to someone else?" I can understand feeling guilty as fuck. But crying? How many years yeah, later at someone's house you when you're going to do a podcast? That's a little have you much. Ever heard about like a guy who like I don't know was a drunk driver and then killed. Uh, we're uh, we're all oh, please by, don't. But no, 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 that's no, no, so no, different. And kills like a kid by accident. Oh goes God, to jail. Stop. Really you cannot. Parents, but then finally goes to face the parents and say, "Holy shit!" That is so. I would cry watching that. Stop it. That's not the same. That's not the same thing. 
So no, don't emotion, compare those stories. The emotion. The Her emotions are like dysfunctional. Her emotions are very odd. I think she was maybe uh, had her period because it's a little bit my that's all I'm trying to say just to be crying and that is like actually bizarre. I would laugh because it's not like if I, okay like if I was writing a movie right like seriously like writing a movie and I wanted to ring true to my audience I would not make her cry in that scenario in that scene she wouldn't cry like she'd be like oh my god did I rape you like to make that person cry would be almost like a fucking comedy I would write that in the part of the film if I wanted people to start laughing okay because if she started crying it would not make people feel for her it would make people feel like that's a little emotionally that's a person that's either emotionally unstable or maybe on birth control and like is emotionally unstable or maybe has her a really bad period because once a year a girl gets a period that's fucking awful so maybe that was going on but to cry for that reason when she didn't even rape someone because somebody else she dated raped like it's ridiculous that's okay and I love analyzing this okay I could talk about this shit for an hour if you don't if you actually think that it is similar to somebody that kills somebody come on I didn't she didn't even rape you the emotion, it's the emotion but I know, but that emotion is is like in, it's like, uh, if you, okay, let me say this. If somebody, if you see a, a, a dog get hit by a car and someone starts laughing, wouldn't you think that that's like an improper emotion for that scenario? That's all I'm saying. Her crying at your house, her crying at your house before you said anything, you're over there to tape a podcast. Everything's all great. And you turn your back and she's bawling her eyes out. That is like an improper emotion. It's very, it's odd. Yeah, I don't think so. I think crying when you say, when you, you said, I thought, oh my God, what if her father died? Like I thought something really terrible. I'm a human being. I like, yeah, I just, because I never would have expected her to think that she raped me. Right. Because that was so ridiculous. Cause it wasn't even no, a thing. That's, that's nah. I, I think when you feel immense guilt, I think that's the pro- a, a reaction that's reasonable. No, when I you don't. feel immense guilt and you get to face that person. I think she's a, a little bit of a I, nut job. Well, I think she's a nut job. Exactly. There you go. No, no, you can make that analysis. She is a nut job, right? She's a nut job. She's a nut job. No, I don't cry at inappropriate things. She's a nut job. Exactly. No. Okay. No. I'm sorry. Approximately. I'm crazy. Okay, people. I love being crazy. There's nothing wrong with crazy. Crazy is a fucking good thing. But a nut job? No. My feet are on the fucking ground. Okay. Hers aren't. That's a fact. You know that. You know this girl. You can't put those together because you think it makes you judgmental or I don't even know. No, no, but it doesn't I make you any nicer than me. It doesn't make I'm you happy. any nicer than me. Okay. No, I never I never claim to be nice. I actually claim that I self-identify as an asshole. Okay. Uh, well, then maybe you're just afraid to have your true feelings about her because you you don't want to be more of an yeah. asshole. But it was ridiculous no, that she cried. Uh, and it was a great story, though. It's, it's literally hilarious to me and it's funny i wouldn't listen to the episode maybe i would listen to episode what episode is it just to hear like her uh, it's uh it the title is i thought i raped you i don't know the episode <laughs> oh number by heart it was, a, it was a while ago. i mean that is kind of funny no no nah, i just don't think so maybe okay. there's a different sense of humor yeah i i I'm, i have a dark sense of humor i think that's funny i, I you know i mean i love Doug Stanhope. I, I i feel like i get as dark as it can get but hey i guess she didn't rape you. That's you're missing the point. She didn't rape you. She's I'll crying. Be, we both agree on that. <laughs> this is and dumb. we just disagree on our emotions. So how long did she cry for? 
She cried on the podcast? That's a weird question. Wait, did she cry on the podcast even more? Uh, yeah, she was still in tears when I hit record. I just wanted to clarify what was going on. Okay, but it. then, but like, let me just ask you this: for the rest of the podcast, did she start crying again, or did she keep it under control? Like, did she, did she, she keep her? You know, did she stay calm? I guess it would depend. I mean, I don't know what things are allowed and not allowed to be cried about with you. No, I'm just saying, did she cry any more in that podcast except in the beginning? You we'll have to listen to find I, out. I'm not gonna listen. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen. I know. Did she cry? Yes or no? I, I can tell you. I guess, she did. Uh, she did. <laughs> she fucking did. No, I was once in a car with my friend and one of his ex-girlfriends called and I always pegged her to be like a nut job. And he's like, no, she's not crazy. And she calls up and he's got her on speakerphone and she's like crying hysterically because her medication isn't working and she feels pain in her leg. And then two seconds later, she's talking completely normal and laughing and then hysterically crying and then talking normal. And then and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I, I can't feel for that person. Like, that's not even real crying like that person is a crazy person like and it's the same thing like I said if you saw that scene in a movie and someone that cries and then two seconds later is talking like that's not real crying like I don't have empathy for that not because I'm a terrible person but because it's not like real emotions it's like a, a crazy person do you know what I'm saying I think that girl is a little bit of a nut job and I think it's funny that she cried and I stand by it and I like the story because it's we have had two really good debates we're at an hour and I always wrap it up and I love this I episode know, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they were good debates they're good I to me like good debate. they're good debates because you want to know what people will either side with you or side with you most of your listeners will side with you and be like oh that girl was such a fucking cunt why did you even talk to her most of my episodes my fans will probably be like oh he was so fucking wrong you're right and then a lot of people People that have their own brains will think for themselves and be like, you were wrong. He was right. But I love a good debate when, you know, uh, that people could take a different side. I know. I like I I think a good debate is when both sides make good arguments. I think that makes a good debate. Okay, well, you're but so that's a dig. You're saying I didn't make a good argument. I think you made a good argument for you. I think you did. I think you took your own stand and you were very firm. I like conviction, whether you agree with what I agree or not. I like that you stood firm in your fucking beliefs. I think it's a cheap shot. Stop. Don't interrupt me. Okay, stop. No. Oh, God. I'm not getting into politics. You're just you're cutting me off. You're cutting me off. So I think a good debate is this. It's like the, what's good is for the listeners. It's not for me and you. I don't need to change the way you think. You don't can't change the way I think. We're both, we're two people that you said you're just like me. You're rebellious. You're like an outlier. You do your own thing. So we're two strong personality types, right? I'm probably not going to change your mind. You're not going to, there's probably a million things we could agree on, but we happen to talk about things that we didn't agree on. And that's fucking great. And that what's great to me is that people listening will either feel strong one way or another because we were very opposed you got a little mean I got (laughs) like annoyed with you I think that's interesting shit and like I said some people will be like oh my god Kathy's a fucking asshole and some people like that guy's a stupid douchebag like who knows you know what I mean but I think that's a good debate what did you say you think a good debate is when two people change Uh, no no when the both sides make 
good argument. Oh, right. You took a dig. I'm a hundred. These are the digs. Okay, wait. I'm a hundred. I'm in a different age. I love when young people make digs at people that are older than them as if like you're never going to be old. Like, I mean, it's not like old is like not. Why is that a bad thing? Like that's everyone's going to be old. It's like it doesn't even it doesn't I don't even understand what the dig is. But you made some digs and that's another dig. And that's where to me you lose a debate when you have to like cut below the belt it shows weakness i'm just going to give you that as like a suggestion when you're debating in the as future advice. yes advice <laughs> yeah it shows we- to me that shows that you're weak you don't need to cut me down to sort of to to win a debate like just stand your ground which you did and i respect that um, i like conviction like i said i have it I, and I, like it, i said with conviction you know that's why trump won he had no facts or really anything to back up his claims i but have hey, facts and we're really not well. don't, don't compare he me to fucking really trump well. stop so, it I, mean, I guess i'll go for that guy instead of the yeah stop right. oh my god stop i'm not gonna get into politics i'm sure anybody that knows me and listen to my fucking podcast knows who i voted for and who i didn't vote for oh, and could assume I'm just saying that your attitude towards debating is is the same as the people who voted for the crazy man. Is I care more how uh, what he sounded like and he had conviction. I don't really care if he was backed up by anything substantial. But hey, you know he. Said but you're but cool. you're just so. But that's you're saying that by under the assumption that nothing I said had anything to back it up. Okay, considering yes, I am a hundred, yeah, I right. have life experience to back up my shit, and you have life experience to back up your shit. That's it. I'm allowed to make, I'm very, like, listen, being opinionated to me is not a bad thing, okay? I think it's like a great thing. It means that you have a mind of your own and you have an imagination and you're a free thinker. I am extremely opinionated. I can make opinions about you. We're having a talk. I'm allowed to say that I don't fucking agree. I'm allowed to say that I think that girl's ridiculous. And I think I'm right. Of course I think I'm right. Or why else would I be saying it? Same for you. And that is is I'm a sorry. good debate. That doesn't mean that I don't I don't have any I'm not just saying words like you're just like a Donald Trump like, oh fantastic, great. I had shit to back it up. Okay. Don't fucking put my shit down. Okay. That that's a fucking debate. And we had a good debate and that's it. End of story. It was All okay. Right. You want to take a dig. That like I said shows your weakness. And you shouldn't be weak. You don't need to take digs to win an argument. There's no winning here. We're too, we have a difference of opinions. It's not going to change yeah. either one. And that's okay. That's good. I don't, that's fucking fine. Don't you think? Then, you, you know, need, you need for me to, to b- change minds. What? No, I wasn't trying to change your mind. I was just saying I, I very much disagree with what you said. And but I didn't think anything <laughs> you said was really backed up by anything <laughs> real. So, whatever. <laughs> Okay. I think I'm weak. I think my weakness is still in my hairline, but no one wants to point it out. <laughs> what you but. you're losing hair? That's the best. Yeah, but I no think one it's wants so funny. It they, they I would tell you if I saw you. Strong. My hairline's weak. Oh, are, are you? Back. If you're losing your hair and I saw you, I would I would have no problem telling you. I oh, mean, man, if, you should get you should get into roast battles. <laughs> to roasts? What do you mean? You should get you should get into roast battles. What do you mean? The the things that the con- comedians do? Yeah, the roast battles are kind of like uh, they used to insult each other for like <laughs> with jokes. 
No, listen, um, I think it's, I'm, listen, I am motivated by insults. Okay. I had an argument with a friend yesterday because I told him he was fat and he is fat and like he got really upset, but I, I'm motivated personally by insults. So when somebody gives me an insult that is true about me, excuse me, no, that is true about me. I'm talking about me. When somebody insults me, if someone told me I had bad breath, I would be like, oh my God, thank you. And I would go get my teeth cleaned. Okay. Like I would not get upset. You have bad breath. It's just the way in which you do. Oh, yeah. And I say, but people always say are very grateful for me for being very honest to people. I've told my friends that they need to whiten their teeth. If you had a receding hairline and you'd look much more handsome with more hair, I would tell you that. Or I'd say, shave your head. You look hot bald. And so I don't say it in a mean way. I just, I think, though, telling the truth to people is not um, anything bad. And there's nothing weak about that it's it's i would tell somebody not because i like making fun of people because i like to help people do you understand it's a difference (laughs) so you're not weak you just you don't need to when you're doing a debate to keep above board don't take the the cheap shots that's it that's where you lose that's where you lose me a little bit where i'm like ah that's a little weak Everything else, I could respect you that you believe what you believe because I feel the same way. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. Sorry that you're not, you don't have any closure. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm doing all right. I know I didn't break your heart, but I might have irritated you. Um, But, you know, if you need closure, we could do a part three, but I think it would just be as more arguing. So anyway, I don't know what I'm going to title this, when I'm going to air it. I have somebody coming on my podcast. You have an episode about it. I have a girl I'm taping this week. You have an episode number 126. Uh, It's called, and I can't even say what this is about because it is a girl with the most interesting fetish I've ever, I didn't, I didn't even know existed. You talk about it, like I said, on your episode 126. This girl lives it and I'm going to talk to her this week. So I might be airing her podcast first, but you know. Um, oh, the fart stuff. Fart chains of fantasy. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, with Kelsey Obsession. Yeah, yeah. She actually just had a baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fart fetish, or is it like a different body fetish? It's a fart fetish. So you will probably be airing this after that episode airs anyway, because I'll probably post that as soon as I, you know, do it. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. I couldn't believe it. it's just like fascinating to me. This is like a hardcore, like it's the only way she could come. So I don't know when I'm going to post this, but why don't you do, uh, why don't you just plug your stuff, right? Emily, the girl that we talked about that um, broke his heart, but not that she dumped him, but she broke his heart is episode 139. You could listen to it. That's a hot story. I mean, she was your ther- physical therapist and then you had all kinds of like really great sex with her. Um, yeah. And then good stuff there. There's all the other good episodes there. Uh, you can find the man or podcast on like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you like to listen to podcasts that is in SoundCloud. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at the Billy Persita. And you can like the man or podcast on Facebook, manwhorepod.com really for all the stuff. Okay, cool. Thank you for being on. I hope that you don't take anything personally and like you're not mad at no, me. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, good. And maybe listen back to, to it because it probably won't seem as bad when you listen back. <laughs> It'll be probably more enjoyable. Like you'll see more the enjoyment aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you know. But, when until, I but until then, I'm going to get back to like, you know, my gay musical music. So. <laughs> Is that where I put you off? You know, just so you know, listeners, before we got on the call, he told me he was listening to, what was it? What, what video? I was listening to In the Heights. Then I was listening to Rent. 
Right. And I was like, oh, musical music? Like, I'd rather kill myself. Is that where I got you def- on the defense? No, it was the part, no, not there. Not where you said you didn't like musicals. That's fine. You don't like, you don't have to like show tunes. When you were kind of like, uh, you just went on a pair of like how you had to be like, uh, a little girl, a, a little girl, <laughs> or a or queen. A man, yeah. Somehow, I defy <laughs> your stereotypes. And I just say it to be funny. I mean, listen, I, uh, you know, but, but that's not. But that's. But like, uh, to be funny, it's, not, it's fine to be like gay jokes or whatever. But like, be funny. Like, craft a joke. Don't just like. I don't need to craft a joke. I don't craft shit. It just comes in my head and out my mouth. I can't craft stuff. Maybe it wasn't funny to you. It was funny to me. I think it's funny to you and many Trump voters. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. We all know. Okay, you're one of those people on Facebook, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, shoving your opinions about the shit that you think down other people's throats. Who cares? Trump. I didn't Trump. make any Facebook posts like that. Nah, okay, thank God. Jokes. Okay, sorry about just, the dig at musicals, yeah. but I, I have to go on record, and I think a lot of my listeners will agree, musical music is awful. Okay, I That's hate fine. it. That's fine to do. It's just you were like one step away from saying musicals are for fags, bro. I'd be like, okay, come on now. You're like one step away. <laughs> I, music's are for fa- I said it's okay like okay I can't I wish I was taping like I said I know someone taught me when I was taught how to do a podcast very early on he said oh, Kathy don't ever I'm taping now he's no I wasn't taping with with the rent stuff with the musical like to get it all he said don't ever start talking to anyone until you press record and he's right because you you like we're now talking about something that I didn't press record so I don't even remember but I'm sorry you know it's you're not gay for liking musicals nah, I I didn't think I was it's okay okay good all right so thank you so much for calling back in Man no or Billy. Just, uh, <laughs> let me know when it's uh, let me know what's up and everything. I will. I'll send you an email. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, strictly anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous.